This morning we have Felicity Wardhaw from Mullane and Lindsay. She will be speaking to us about superannuation and wills. Good morning, Felicity, and welcome. Good morning. How are you today? Very well. Now, Felicity, if I'm a member of a superannuation fund, what do I need to know when I am making a will? Well, if you are a member of a fund, when you pass away, that is what we call a cashing-in event. So if there's money in your super account when you pass away, it'll be paid out. And it's worthwhile deciding carefully what you should do, what should happen to your super, because the tricky part is that funds are not necessarily covered off by your will. The assets that are covered by your will are known as your estate assets. Why might super not be a part of your estate? Well, that's because super is managed within its own trust fund. So legally speaking, the funds are held by the trustees of the super fund and they're not held by the person making the will or the will maker. So how can I make super part of my estate and would I want to? You can make it part of your estate. You can direct the trustees of the super fund to pay the death benefits into your estate if you pass away. Most superannuation trustees do allow a member to make a direction that's called a binding death benefit nomination, directing the trustee of the super fund where to pay the funds. But there are times when you might want to make the super part of your estate and there might be times when you're not. And just to give you a few examples, say you're a single parent with small children and you've insured yourself through your super fund, that means that your super death benefits are likely to be quite significant. And in that situation, you might want to choose the people who will manage the funds for the children if you've passed away. And you also might want the children to inherit when they're older than 18 years of age. And you also might want to establish a trust in your will to help your children and grandchildren. And all of those arrangements will be made through your will. So, And if you don't make the arrangements through the will, the super could be paid out separately to a child at the age of 18 or held by a trustee like your ex-partner. So for that reason, you might want to make a, a binding nomination to your estate. If you're part of a couple, though, and you've got no young children and essentially your assets are your home and super and the home's jointly owned as joint tenants, you might be better advised not to direct your super into your estate because in that situation, if you were to pass away, you could request that the super be paid directly to your partner and they will receive the super tax-free in their hands and the house will be automatically inherited by them. And as a result, if your partner survives you, they'll save money by not having to pay for administration of the estate. Another example, if you're single, you have no children, and you have really definite views about who you want to inherit your estate when you pass away, you might want your super paid into your estate so that your will directs where the super goes because there's a strict hierarchy of people who can inherit your estate if you die without a will. So it's very important to make a will in that situation. So, for example, you might be estranged from your father and want your sister to inherit your estate. And in that situation, if you direct the super into your estate, you can leave the estate to your sister in your will. Otherwise, your father might inherit and you can't make binding death benefit nominations normally to your sister. They're not people that you can make to receive your super. And fourthly, say if you're part of a blended family, you might wish to divide your estate 
and your super between your partner and children from another relationship. And if you make your partner the executor of your estate, which often people do, then your partner might, if they tried to claim the super for themselves, they might be open to legal challenge. Um, but if you made a binding death benefit nomination in that case directly to your partner, you would prevent such a challenge occurring. So there's lots of different scenarios and different ways that you have to consider the situation. So how is a binding death benefit nomination made? Well, each super fund's got its own rules and they're set out in a trust deed about how the super fund operates. And most super funds, uh, when they offer binding death benefit nominations, they'll have some forms on their website about how how to fill out a form to make the nomination. And it's worth noting that some super funds only offer what they call lapsing notices. And that means that the notice lapses typically after a three-year period. So in that situation, it's important not to see it as a set-and-forget form. Should I complete a form myself? Well, as you can see, there's lots of things to consider. And as part of estate planning, it can be wise to consult a lawyer who can look at your special circumstances and decide what's right for you. And also, whilst the form looks quite easy to complete, there have been situations where legal challenges have been made because the form has not been properly filled out. So for all those reasons, it's wise to get some advice. Thank you so much, Felicity, for your very informative segment this morning. No problem. It was lovely to talk to you. 